welcome to your typical shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today that we're talking about beginner anime, anime to introduce people into the world of Japanese animation. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing better than the U.S. men's basketball team in the Olympics right now. That's factual. Lord have mercy. That I guess at this point, that's not hard to be doing. That's a low bar, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how about you? How are you doing? You know, you doing good? I'm doing. We out here. Yeah, we're persisting out here. You know, shout out to all the, the ex- people who are out here as well. Yeah, man, I'm doing the exact same as the men's U.S. basketball team out at the Japanese Olympics right now. Um, for what that tells you, but anyways, we're yeah, talking at least you about, get paid either way. So, oh shit, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're talking about beginner anime today. Anime to get you introduced to the world of Japanese animation, which it is a long storied history of animation. We've got cartoons here in the East. East? Fuck, am I talking about? In the West, um, which has its own role and place in culture, but not quite the same storytelling medium it, as it has over the long span of time that anime has. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like. If you're new into anime and you're getting into it, um, these are things that you might like or watch or, you know, things that are generally liked or something that's a good starter for you. Yeah, which, of course, we're going to start off with the number one, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yes, like, yeah, that is definitely, I feel like, something that most people can get into. Um, If you like, it has, it's kind of like a well put together sandwich it has the bread with the cool animation it has the really good plot which is the meat it has the characters which is that good garden and it has the extra finesse of just being a step above with the voice acting and everything else and all those little accents which of course is like the sauce the like cheese all that extra stuff in there so it's it's definitely one that it wasn't the first one that I watched but it was one that like I watched before I felt like I was an aficionado in weebdom. This one definitely had to come past my past my eyes for me to be able to say, yes, I'm a part of the club. Yeah. Like and those those are some of those criteria that, that we're really kind of looking for is not only that okay, it's got great animation. Like there's real passion and effort put into drawing and animating the show. But there's also story that hooks you and is compelling and characters that you care about winning or losing and like it's got to have all of those to get somebody into the medium so then they can go and know if they like one thing or another about some other shows or appreciate some other shows that may not be on the same tier but they are now speaking the language of like anime and it's tropes and stuff. No, for sure. For sure. Um, and another one that I feel like definitely, not to move too far away from Fulmin Alchemist out there, but another one that has crazy popularity, which is on the opposite spectrum of Full Metal, Alch- Full Metal Alchemist greatness, is Sword Art Online. Like, that anime, it's not... Okay, so the first 12 episodes are really good, in my opinion. Like, Yeah. And then it goes kind of downhill, but 
Sword Online was so good that I like binged all of it in like a day. Like I didn't go to sleep and I had school the next morning because we were it's like my freshman year in college or something or junior year, I don't remember. But I binge watched all of Sword Art and I was like, holy crap, I want more. Like it was wild. It was because it had that concept which is if you're new to the anime world, the isekai concept is kind of crazy. Like, you don't see that much. And isekai means that basically you're transported into a different world. Um, you don't necessarily have to die. You don't necessarily have to be bewitched or stop existing in the human world. It basically takes place in a world that's different from your own. So, Kirito, um, Mr. Badass, a.k.a., um, is a beta tester for this game called Sword Art you Online. Beater, yes, he's a How fucking dumb. Is that? I mean, that's my opinion, but no, that beater was absolutely <laughs> atrocious. Like, I was like, like, why? Maybe it was cooler in Japanese. It wasn't. Beta <laughs> <laughs> <Bita> online. <laughs> so yeah, so he was a beta tester, beater dude, and they get sucked into this game, and basically they can't log out. And if you die in the game, you die in real life. Yeah. So and this this kind of MMO isekai thing has been done before with like dot hack except like we're 10 ish years beyond that mmos have changed and progressed and like vr is now on the realm of possibility like not you playing the game and getting trapped but you living in the game and getting trapped um it's still a fresh premise also the stakes are incredibly high we open the show with, okay, there's like 2,000 of you fuckers stuck in this game, and if you die in the game, you die in real life. If they unplug you from the game, you die in real life. And the only way you can, like, escape is to beat the game, which means climbing this, like, 100-floor tower, beating bosses galore to, like, escape the game. And, you know, the stakes are high. The animation is impressive. And, yeah, the first 12 episodes are pretty great. The hang-up with the first season is kind of, we just do the same thing for the next 12 episodes, except the stakes do not exist. Suddenly, it went from everyone dying to just one person who we spent some time with and is the love interest of our main character. Like, okay, we just dropped the stakes from, like, mass murder to just somebody and that's kind of a rough way to go about it and to be fair is really not like just asana there are other people i believe wait no no there's not i think asana might be the only one yeah because they totally change games spoiler alerts uh but no totally like uh sword art as a, a franchise at the beginning was totally an entryway in the same way like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was like this was the next big entry point for Western uh, folks into anime in like the late 2010s, late 2010s, early 2010s, something like um, that. 2012, 2012, so early 2010. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was that. Um, definitely, it was done by A1 Pictures. You know, it put out a good name for him and all that. And now. How did the series go from here? <laughs> the series went on a crazy ride. Uh, that's why I said Sword Art is kind of like the 
like a parallel, but not exact to Full Metal Alchemist because Sora, in my opinion, is like I gotta do a whole like video essay on like how I feel about Sword Art because it's very complex. Like it's not bad, but it's not good. I would give like it. Okay, so season two I felt like was better. It had some better parts than season one, um, especially with like the whole. Like, I like the rifle aspect. And I like Xenon. Xenon is my favorite sword art character. After her is Alice. But we got to meet Xenon, which is a girl who's traumatized by guns because she actually killed someone in the real life with a gun. Um, but it was like self-defense. So it was a whole it was a whole thing. So she's traumatized. It has like a phobia of guns. Like even when people like point like a finger at her she like loses it and throws up and she gets bullied and all that so she plays gun girl online to like kind of escape that fear or trying to conquer her fear of it so there's this guy who's killing people in real life named death gun so the high stakes are kind of back there in season two but then just kind of like season one counterpart we go from that to going to the second part of season two which is like still kind of like heavy because people are dying in real life but it's just like it didn't have that edginess, didn't have that grit, and it focuses on Asuna. Then season three, we go, we pivot away to um, Sword Art Underworld or Alicization, which is about like AIs and becoming humans and all this. And like basically, Kirito becomes God and then dies. And this backup Kirito, who's not really him, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Like Sword Art just goes in some weird places. Like it's, some of it's good, some of it's not. I don't really know how to describe it. I give it like a solid, definitely a solid seven overall. Like, but it is a good start or anything. I will say, like, if you watch the first season, like, it is something good to start on. I feel yeah. like. Now, in the vein of Shonen, let's get to two of the biggest Shonen. And they are kind of also a decade apart. But equally, they're from the same studio, Studio Piero, who is profound at putting out shonen anime. Okay. I'm talking about Naruto and or Black Clover. Okay, man. So Naruto, again, I feel like is the easiest, one of the easiest animes to get into, in my opinion. Because I know people who don't watch anime, but who mess with Naruto hard, like, because Naruto is that cool aspect, especially, and I'm talking about OG Naruto. This is not a Shippuden. This is not a Boruto. This is just an OG Naruto, is what I'm saying. You've got cold music with the intros and the outros are a whole feature. Like, the music is actually good. You've got dynamic characters. You've got, like, badass kids and ninjas. Like, you've got, like, just this whole crazy story like shinobis like people are dying like it's real like that is very like i would put someone who hasn't seen naruto but who enjoys like the mcu or who enjoys like just other cartoons or not even just like cartoons but like cartoons and actions or real life fiction any type of media you consume i would put you on naruto and be like hey watch this you will enjoy this yeah and even though it's from like 2003 um and you were dealing with a four by three aspect ratio. Like it still holds up. The quality of the animation is impressive. The story and the depth of the characters is there. 
If you want it, you can get it from Naruto, which is just wild. No, 100%. Like, Naruto is definitely one of those that I feel like, no matter how you feel about anime, you need to watch at least the first part of Naruto. Like, that just has to be one of the things you do. And it's just huge, honestly. Um, Now, pivoting over to another Purio, um, like you said, Black Clover. Black Clover is definitely... Black Clover is a very underappreciated anime. What was the word? Underrated, yeah. <clears throat> so Black Clover is very underrated to me in the sense of... Which is, like, good reason. Because I'm, I'm going to be frank with you. Black Clover takes a bit to get into. I don't know if I would say Black Clover is, like, the best starting anime, I feel like, to get into. Because it can turn you off really fast if you don't know... Like, if you don't know, like, the whole trope, how things go. But at the same time, actually, no, I wouldn't even say that. Like, literally, Asta screaming is the only turnoff. Yeah, literally, if you can make it past the first five episodes and Asta screaming, which, I mean, maybe I'm just an old head and I'm used to stuff, but, like, the sub is less bad than the dub. The sub is great. I love the sub. And... Honestly, I wouldn't even say the first five episodes. I feel like you just got to make it past the screaming for a little bit. Because he, honestly, he stopped screaming. Like, I forgot that yeah. was even a thing until just now. Um, but, the like, more, Car- Go on, go on. Okay, go ahead. The, like, yeah, the more time we spend with Asta, the less his screaming is a character point. Like, yes, he does do it, but it's more, like, a seasoning than it is the main dish. Yeah, and right off the bat, you see that the characters in Black Clover have a lot of energy. Like, they're very, like, the Black Bulls specifically, and Captain Yami is just a whole vibe. They're, like, they give you that really good family aspect of camaraderie and just, like, energy. And not to mention that you can really tell that everybody has their own unique thing, like, uniqueness. And the intros for Black Clover are always fire. Like... Which, intros and outros, yeah, you're going to see it, like, God knows how many times, nope, depending on how long the series is. But it changes with, like, kind of each season or arc. Arc is the best way. It changes with each arc. And, and excuse me. And, like, I feel like that goes well with the story. Also, the plot of Black Clover is really interesting. Um, it's definitely one I would recommend for sure watching, like, as a starter anime or as just like I have not seen it yet. Um, because the, the like beginning and end, or not that Black Clover's over, but the beginning and the point where the anime left off are like night and day in aspects of like greatness. Like Black Clover reaches some incredible highs and doesn't really have that many low lows. Yeah, there's not an incredible amount of filler that you have to make it through, which is a problem in a lot of these shows. Um well, a, not a lot of the starter shows, but certainly Naruto has its filler points. Uh, but yeah, that's a facet of anime that can be off-putting if you're trying to just slog through it. So Black Clover has a slim amount of filler, and that is a huge positive. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, another anime, like, because we've, outside of Shonen, well, okay, there's one more Shonen that I gotta mention before we, like, completely, two more, actually. Yeah. Before we, like, Get out of the shonen place. Um, freaking 
Demon Slayer and My Hero Academia are amazing shonens. Like, a lot of people hate on them because they're popular, which is just so dumb to me, but, like, it is what it is. But I feel like if you're, especially if you're new to anime, you will really enjoy both of these. My Hero Academia is an anime that really focused on the Western world of superheroes. And there's a lot of influence from the comic books and superheroes, even like the kind of art in it. And, you know, it started in 2016. So it's fairly new, only like five years old. Um, We're currently on season five, about 25 episodes per season. And some have 12. So, well, one has 12. But it follows the main character, um, Izuki Midoriya, who's out here trying to be a hero, yet he's born quirkless, and it's kinda like a he's kinda like a Spider-Man type character, I feel like, I would say. And it follows him in class, rest of class 1A and all my it's a very good experience and it's super easy to get into. Like the first two episodes, if you have a soul, will make you feel something. Like Man. those those words his, Yeah. You said those I words. Like, yeah, you got. You said what? No, like totally. I I didn't jump on the uh, my hero train at the beginning, but when I finally got around to it and watching like season one back to back to back, I'm like, man, every episode we somehow just crescendo into this being the most epic shit I've ever seen. I am feeling like passion and conviction and hope every like 22 minutes and i am like yeah we can do it we could be great like midoriya come on i'm trying to tell you man like that whole those words of you can be a hero too like in the sunset and whoo like we come so far (laughs) we have come so far and it is a beautiful day um excellent and then you got like demon slayer which is, you know, that came out in 2019, and people love being butthurt. Like, we were like, oh, it's only because of the animation, or only because of this, why it's number one. Like, stories not even that good. Yeah, yeah. Just screw those naysayers. Like, it's 26 episodes, season one, and there's a movie. So, Demon Slayer is, it deals with a, like, to me, what's interesting about Demon Slayer is that it uses, like, it doesn't have any supernatural powers. It has supernatural aspects, but no one's out here like, you know, kamehameha anything or like, you know, shooting energy orbs or flying. Everything's kind of rooted in... There's these demons, of course, and you slay them, and self-explanatory, but you use like a different form of breathing techniques and sword skills to slay these demons. And there are these demon slayer corpse who... Like, they're called the Demon Slayer Corpse, whose job it is to hunt these demons. And there's this head demon, and, like, he has, like, 12 subjects. And it's a whole whole interesting cornucopia. I don't want to give too much away, because the first episode really does ensnare you. And you get a good general plot of what it is. But, again, the music is great. The animation is beautiful. You thought it did an extraordinary job, as they always do. And... Yeah, it's just a fun time, and you definitely need to check that one out. Yeah, man. One of the most compelling parts of the show is the dichotomy between the mortality of humans and the strength and power and evilness of demons. And, you know, there there's more detail at play with our main character in that, but, like, totally. Like, you can just die, 
yeah. and the demons will just ruin the rest of the world. It's like, holy shit, the stakes are high again. So yeah, yeah, it's I just, agree, totally it's, worth the watch. Yeah, hundred percent. And I know I said I was done with Shonen, but technically, this one's a Shonen. Um, which I don't know. It's like it doesn't feel like a Shonen. It feels more like a Seinen. Which just a prefix, Shonen is an anime that is uh, based towards a traditional teenager in Japan, but everybody watches Shonen. And Seinen is like more mature, so there'll be like sex and violence and gore and stuff in it, like that. Charge, tra- um, target towards older adults. But Attack on Titan, I always thought it was a Seinen, but I guess it's still a Shonen. But I mean. I feel like you live under a rock if you haven't heard or seen something of Attack on Titan and you consume pop culture. Yeah, no, like despite my gripes with the break between seasons one and two that took like six years, totally. The story, the animation, the, okay, back to the story, like the progression of the story and the insane twists and turns we take on this group of people that you think are the only ones left alive in the universe. Fighting against this insurmountable enemy that just continues to loom behind a wall that is the only thing protecting the existence of man. Except things are more complex than anyone really knows. And it is... All of the plot twists are wild. No, It's one of those shows that doesn't like really shy away from just characters outright dying or like plot point advancement or nothing at all just surprise this character doesn't exist anymore yeah they call it and, a lot of people say it's like the game of thrones anime but i like hate that because it's so much better than game of thrones totally at least with the with the ending presumably yeah but like yeah no it's so compelling you're just like oh who did what and how are our team going to survive this time? Like, oh shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's an adventure. And there is a lot of it to dive into. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Like, Attack on Titan is definitely one of those ones that you can find some of everything in the show. but Mostly like blood and gore and hype music and suspense. So, yeah. Um, now, on a... Less action-oriented, but not lighter note. I want to ask you about some starter Slice of Life shows. Starter kind of um, shows with some feeling to them. No, 100%. Um, So, like, Slice of Life, I feel like you got to go with... Slice of Life are interesting, because I consider those, like... They could be anything, basically. But one of the ones that I really enjoy which is a newer one and it's like i've been killing slimes for 300 years and leveled up so it came out last season um it's a really wholesome slice of life anime it's really really good um it's 12 episodes i'm hoping for a season two but like it's really wholesome it's about this character so it's an isekai so she was human and in japan it's a real problem that some people work themselves to death. And this lady literally worked herself to death. And then she reincarnated into another world. And they were like, what superpowers do you want? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't really want anything. I just want, you know, an easy life. 
And the goddess is like, well, I have to give you something. And she's like, nah, I'm good. I just want an easy life. So she's like, how about this? I'll give you, like, um, immortality. And you can just deal with that. So, and, like, she has some basic skills. And she takes that. And then she literally kills slimes for 300 years, which have caused her to level up to the most powerful being in that world. Like, stronger than a demon lord, stronger than, like, the spirits, everything. So she keeps meeting these people throughout the journey who are hardworking people. Like, basically, people who have overworked themselves. And her from being from someone who's overworked themselves, like, corrects her behavior. So, like, she basically builds a family of people who have been through a lot in life. And this is really awesome. It's really good. But that's One Slice of Life I for sure recommend 100%. Um, another slice of life that I would recommend would be... I'm trying to think. Let's talk about Fruits Baskets because, of course, we cannot talk about Fruits Baskets enough. Yes. Um, is, that there a, is, is that a slice of life? I mean, I would call it. Okay. Life is very real. And yeah. Like, we don't get a lot of action, but we get a lot of relationship stuff. True. And a lot of people living life and True. a glimpse into that. You're right. You're um, right. And if there was a... What the fuck is this show that we just talked about? If there was a full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood of Slice of Life and of Shoujo, yes. Fruits Baskets 2019 would be that show. 100%. Like, Fruits Basket is 2019. Make sure you watch the 2019 one. Not the OG. They're different. And the 2019 one is the true story because it adapts the whole manga. Yada, yada. So, Fruits Basket. Oh, my God. How do I start? So, Fruits Baskets is one of my favorite anime, if not my favorite anime. Still, still got to let it sink in. Probably about in a year, I'll be able to tell you. But it's the story of Toru Honda who runs into the Soma family, who have been the victim of a curse. And it's like, the curse isn't just a physical curse. It's also a mental curse of abuse and neglect and all these other things. And it's kind of really just three seasons of healing until we get to the point where, you know, there's ups and downs. There's some really crazy moments that happen. But, like, overall, like, Fruits Basket is a perfect 10 anime, in my opinion. And starting out, it's, like, it's really easy to explain. It does a really good job of presenting the issues and morals and everything in a way that's relatable. Like, it feels, it's supernatural, yes, but it feels like real life. It feels like something super realistic. And... It deals with very real topics in very real ways. In some ways, it helps you understand people who are suffering trauma probably more than you did before you came into this. For me, I know it did. Like I dealt with loss in life, so I recommend it on that aspect. I know people who've dealt with abuse, who've like saw like that, like who've found that in fruits baskets, like just so much so many things you can just find and see in fruits baskets. So hundred percent recommend like will not regret hundred percent. Totally. I a hundred percent agree. Now, other than the, the wonders and glory that is fruits baskets, 2019, um, one we've already talked about, um, on our podcast is, um, uh, Rascal Dreams of Bunny Go I Senpai. knew you were going that way. See, this is why we clicked. I knew and it. And also the movie, Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl. 
A Rascal Dreams of Dreaming Girl. Whatever the fuck the actual title of the movie is to grab yeah. up the show. Rascal does not the dream in, of Dreaming Girl or something like yep, that. Yep. The entire the entire franchise of Bunny Girl Senpai is pretty much in my book on par with uh Fruits Baskets. I would it agree. It is just so good. Like it doesn't have the clout, it doesn't have the uh anticipation, the twists and turns that Fruits Baskets has. But it does deal with very real subjects and topics that, like, it helps you, the viewer, like, understand, relate to, comprehend, like, appreciate someone else dealing with. And it's all angled kind of at a viewer that needs help or is in that time of their life to understand. And it is just great. I don't know how they do, I don't know how they tell so many stories in 12 episodes, but that is one of those shows that I take as an example of, this is what you can do with a short time frame. Like, this is the volume of content you could stuff into 12 episodes and still not make it feel too full. I agree. Like, I agree 100%. Like, Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai is, again, a masterclass in storytelling, in plot, in original storytelling. It's just so good. And, you know, like, that slice of life really delivers those type of things. Like, another good slice of life that I feel like does a great job is my teen romantic comedy snafu, which, again, like, I gotta give that one a 10 like the other two because it's... It's... 36 episodes, I believe, in total. So not quite the 12 of Bunny Girl Senpai. But it's very real. Like, everything... Like, same thing with Fruits Pass, the same thing with Bunny Girl. These three are very real aspects of the human emotion, how things work. Um, Just kind of, like, real responses. You know, it deals with, like, being torn between two people and how you... How you deal with that, you know? Like, do you... Like, it's not going to be all sunshines and rainbows. And I really like how they ended it and how it wasn't, you know, the cliche ending. But you, again, just got to watch that one for yourself because it's such a crazy ride that everyone needs to see it at least once, I feel like. Yeah, man. Other than it being 36 episodes, we need to add it to the list so I can watch it. Yeah. No, you got time. Like, we'll put it somewhere where there's time. Where I won't put it off until the same week of and <laughs> anyway uh but no i i'm glad that there's another show that falls in that category yeah uh two honorable mentions if you want to fuck up your friends that haven't watched anime before um but they need to feel something immediately uh i would say plastic memories i knew you were and, and angel beats oh angel Beats. no okay. no i'm not gonna fuck them up on evangelion i want them to watch anime i don't want them to be like well, shit, I wasn't ready for you to do this. True, true. So, no. Uh, but Angel Beats, in the same vein of Slice of Life stuff, like, it's dealing with relationships and personal um, issues and, like, being a person and dealing with something, you know? Um, so, totally, both of those shows fall in the same vein for me. Of They will make you feel something, and that has value. 100%, 100%. Um, now comedy is another great genre in anime that oh God. I feel like people and here, hear me out, hear me out. Um, 
a good comedy anime that I would. It's like a rom com, of course, but Kaguya-sama, like the actual name is Love Is War, Kaguya-sama, and it is it is really interesting. It's like the death note of rom coms because that's how it kind of starts off. Is these two characters are at odds and they both are in love with each other but they don't know how to like say it so they keep finding ways to plot and have the other person have the other person like confess first but it never works out and as the story goes on they both realize that hey like you know I need to stop playing these games and just tell this person how I feel but it's still an ongoing series and it's it's gonna be good like I may have peeped the manga as hard as I tried to resist I had to peep and I really like what I saw, so I just like, okay, no more peeping. I'm just going to wait it out until it gets animated. But it has something for everyone. It has really likable characters, like the Chica dance broke the internet. Um, I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, the pink-haired girl who did the dance in the office. And then you got the president, and you've got Kaguya-sama herself, and then you got Ishiyami, and just a whole lovable cast of very realistic people Living their lives, so. All right. You want a comedy anime. I got you. Okay. All right. The OG. The crowned king of comedy anime. Shin-chan. I thought you were going to say Golden Boy, but yeah, Shin-chan. <laughs> Crayon Shin-chan has been going on for damn near literally ever, and it is simply the comedy anime to be seen. No, I agree. I agree. That and Devil's a Part-Timer are both really funny anime. Yes. Um, of course, Shin Chan's it about a grade schooler um, that does really dumb thing. The dub is fun. It's gone on forever. And he's one of those Olympic uh, mascots because the franchise is so big, surprisingly. So totally. Watch Shin Chan. Understand it. If you don't like it, that's fine. Not for everybody, but equally, it's like the South Park of, of Japan. Yeah, it's very interesting. I've given it a few watches. I probably need to watch more of it, but yeah, you know. Sarah loves that shit, and I'm just like, I mean, yes, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta give it a watch here soon, which I probably will get around to it here sooner than later. Um, But yeah, Devil's now, a Part-Timer. Go ahead. Yeah, Devil's a Part-Timer. Go ahead. You know, Devil's a Part-Timer was... It's 13 episodes. It recently got confirmed by for season two, which I was so happy about. I think everybody was. Um, but it's about Satan who comes from the underworld. And because his homeland of Gehenna is basically getting like just wrecked. So he gets thrown to the human world with one of his Lee's generals, Azazel. And the hero, Emiya, uh, or Emiya, whatever her name is, gets thrown there too. And She's the bone of her sword? Yeah, she's she's the bone of her sword, and they have to get a job to live here. And because it turns out he's just like a good, average, hardworking dude. So the devil gets a job working at McRonald's um, and becomes a shift lead. And this is just an adventure of him and his part-time job, like trying to find a place to live and earning odds. Where the hero is trying to like kill him, and then was like, wait, he doesn't feel like a bad guy. Like, what's going on? And it's just so hilarious. Um, every all thirteen episodes, I was just dying laughing. I think we did a podcast on that too, didn't we? Man, I feel like we did, but I don't remember. Yeah, y'all let us know if we did a podcast on that. Like, find out. We could 
We could just look it up. But yes, tell us. Go through our feed and tell us if we've done a show on something before. Yeah, y'all let us know. We're not. We're above looking ourselves. I'm just kidding. I love you all. Um. So yeah, that's the comedy genre. I need to delve more into the comedy, but what's a comedy is so subjective nowadays. But now, yeah. pivoting to something entirely different. Giant robots. Why did I the know mecha. you were doing mecha? It's like this in sync is so I'll sorry, I'll make face. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Because fuck else do I talk about? Anyway, uh not Evangelion, because that's not good for beginners. Because huh. we don't want to fuck them up too early. Um, but like renowned as a great anime, despite the giant robots, is uh, Code, Code Geass. Yes. Yes. Code Geass. We have this whole political drama that is filled in with giant robot action and like supernatural powers above, like beyond human comprehension. It is like a wild ride for two seasons, man. No, it's crazy. Like the whole power of Geass and just everything that happens in like a lot of people regard Code Geass as like their favorite anime and one of the top anime. I highly recommend that as well for a starter anime and just, just something you need to watch in general because the Lelouch's speech, like the quote, the quotables, as I'm going to call them from now, I think other people might call that, but whatever. The quotables are great. Um, for sure, for sure, watch Code Geass. Um, Another mecha that, like, hits so hard, but it's also kind of, like, it's very interesting. That is Gurren Lagann. Like, it's yeah, man. it's from Gainax. Um, I was about to say we all know the story of Gainax, but you're new to anime, so you don't know the story of Gainax. Or maybe you do, and you just like listening to us. I don't know. So, Gainax was the predecessor to Projection IG, to Studio Trigger, and... Um, Another studio whose name I always forget. But anyway, it was a predecessor to those three. And it gave us, you know, it gave us Evangelion. It gave us... Um, Fully Cooley. Fully Cooley, Panning and Stocking. It gave us a bunch of great stuff. So anyway, um, Gurren Lagann, it was one of the great things it gave us. It's a giant mecha anime about these drill mechs that literally <laughs> drill through the universe. And... It has so many iconic lines like, don't believe in you, believe in the me that believes in you. Um, my drill is the drill that pierces the heavens. Like, a man stands above all. It's just like so many. And it can be a little dodgy at first, I feel. But like, there's some major stuff that happens like five episodes in. And it's a fun ride, you know? And the ending is the real payoff. I'm still sad. <laughs> but like, you know, it's Gynex. They're going to do stuff like that. So, yeah. Like, if Gynex is nothing if not, like, disappointing in great and terrible ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Also, in terms of mechas, I feel like you shouldn't watch Darling in the Franks. You should not. Um. But if you do, hey, you do you, yeah. And another mecha... What's that? I was going to say, what a terrible intro. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, pick a Gundam, man. Like, I feel like any Gundam, as long as it's a mainstay, I would suggest Mobile Suit Gundam or Gundam Wing 
is a yeah, good man, start. Mobile, Mobile Suit Gundam, the movie trilogy, which takes the original run of Mobile Suit Gundam and cuts out the filler to make it into three complete films, is a great way to experience the like the introduction of the Gundam franchise, like the compelling story and whatnot. Like that's a great way to get into Gundam because it doesn't take you sitting there watching 74 episodes of the same stuff. Like you get to the action as it progresses. Yes. A hundred percent. Like would recommend that. And you know what, what genre do we want to move on to next? Um, what do you feel like? I've got either horror or we can get into Magical Girls. Let's get into horror. Let's get into horror. Um, so, of course, immediately, we've already mentioned this one. It is Death Note. Yes. I don't think we, I think this is the first time we mentioned Death Note. Like, you but, had like hit it up earlier in the, but anyways, like, right, totally. Yeah. Death Note is like one of the pinnacles of suspense and like horror shows what is it like 24 episodes yeah 24 or 26 i believe um death note is definitely a anime for anyone and definitely a very pivotal beginner anime it shows what it kind of shows what the medium can kind of do in a showcase it's very ensnaring it'll have you like binge watching it's definitely one that you <laughs> almost want to watch in one sitting because it's so gripping and it tells such a compelling story and the whole um what makes the villain a villain conversation comes into play i feel like it does a very good job of showing what happens when good intentions turn bad or too much power absolute power um, corrupts absolutely it's very it's very entertaining i don't want to give anything away because the plots and twists are just such a fun time, but definitely, definitely watch Death Note. It is one of the best horror animes out there, in my opinion. Yes, because it has animation quality, story hooks, and characters that you care about, good or bad. Yes. Which is pretty much the definition of a great anime, but really it makes up something that can hook beginners, um, which is fun. And then... The other... Go ahead, go ahead. Now, what are we going to say? Just going to transition into the next one. Okay. Um, I was going to I had to come up with out of thin air. Oh, I was going to say Future Diary. Like, the Future Diary. Future Diary. Yeah, Mirror Nikki um, is a really good horror anime, psychological action mystery. Um, came out in fall 2011. It's done by Azred Studios. I think that's the only anime I've seen by them. But it has really good animation quality. Um... It gave us Yuno Gesai, which is one of the craziest anime characters, but I love it. Um, it's what is what happens when these I think twelve users get the ability to tell the future, um, through their diaries, basically whether it's a cell phone or like parchment or different tools that are used to tell the future. Some of them tell their future, some of them tell someone else's future, someone tells like all different aspects of the future. They don't they aren't all knowing, but they can be used in a way. And it kind of starts this whole, like, death battle. Well, it is a death battle, because the last one who remains will be the new god of the world. Like, the creator of everything is like, I need a new successor because I'm dying because I'm literally older than time. So who do I pick? And they're like, okay, let's just make a death tournament to decide who 
is cunning enough to be the new king. And there ensues this whole war of these 12 dire users. And it's so crazy. Like, there's such a crazy twist at the end. Like, you see people die. You see, like, horrible stuff. But it's it's really good. And I normally don't like horror and suspense, but I really like Future Diaries. Yeah, man. Uh, some honorable mentions to get some folks started in the horror genre. You're kind of ready to deal with some gnarly stuff. Um, so here's a great introduction. I mean, Tokyo Ghoul... Your first season yeah. is a great intro. The story is the same, kind of falls in the same way that Sword Art does. As it goes on longer, it kind of gets um, less engaging, um, which is a nice way to put that. Um, also, another is a great one that has terrible deaths and a compelling story. Um, High School of the Dead, if you're ready to get into some fan service. If you're ready, uh, yeah. What a fun way to get engaged in that. Akira. Um, Akira, yes. If you are ready for a late 80s anime movie ruining your entire life with weird, grotesque um, imagery compared to a weird cityscape uh, in beautiful animation, yeah, go watch Akira and be like, oh, so this is what we're doing in 1988. Um, okay. Um, also, Helsing Ultimate. Uh, undead vampire contains undead vampire forever yeah and you know the pro- season one of the promise neverland and just end it there yeah yeah just be like man that was great i wonder if they'll ever finish it yeah just don't <laughs> watch season two man don't watch season two it's not worth it um but yeah what what other genres do you got i've got so i've got supernatural which and adventure kind of so also also music man music anime is pick one and we'll round it out okay i will do i'll do music anime um music anime is like one of the most slept on genres in anime i feel like because there's so many good like they put their heart and soul in this ish um one of the most recent like phenomenal music anime i watched was vivi flirt right eye song it's so good it's a anime original which means there's no source material manga anything like that but it's the story of this ai or yes this ai robot android um who is the first ai and she ends up going to the future and in the future robots kind of just ai's just killed all the humans and She's reinstated by, like, the last human to try and prevent this. So she gets sent back in time, like, through this crazy technology. And her mission, like, AIs normally have one mission. Her mission was to sing and make people happy. But now she has a subsequent mission, which is to save the world from this paradigm of the AIs taking over. And it's so beautiful. Like, the voice, the animation is top, top tier. It's done by Studio Wit. They did the first three seasons of Attack on Titan. They did um, Cobbinary of the Iron Fortress. They did so many animes that look incredible. And it's so good. Like, I can't, I cannot speak to how good this anime is. Again, it's like one of my top. I love it. And Sound Euphonium is another one that I highly, highly recommend. Came out in spring 2015. It's by one of the best anime studios, Kyoto Anime, Kyoto Annie, Kyoto Animation. Um, yeah, it's the story of this high school girl who plays the euphonium 
and literally just wants to do great with music and wants to be passionate about it. And I, as a band nerd, it spoke to me because I was in band for my whole like grade school life. And it was like about competitions and playing a concert piece and people not taking it seriously and her taking it seriously. It's really good. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Man, another one out of the total blue. And that's one we're going to talk about on Content Breaker in the coming weeks is Interstellar 555. Yes. Story of the Seek of Star System. It is a visual realization of the Discovery album from Daft Punk in an anime format. Like, what an incredibly weird and wild collaboration. But, like... You want to have a soundtrack that you can listen to on your own and watch an anime to? This is it. This is the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. But no, totally to your point about uh, other musical animes. It's so great. And some of them are like animes we already talked about. Like um, Angel Beats has an entire musical portion where like there's a rock star club band. And it's like, man, yeah, stick it to them. Music. Hmm. And that's not like the only focus of the show, but like totally it ties into it. Yeah. And it makes it better. A hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. Um, is there anything else sticking out to you that like we haven't talked about that is totally a beginner anime? I mean, you're totally going to talk about magic girls. I would just say the anime that you watched as kids that you didn't know was anime, like Digimon, Pokemon, um, that type of stuff. But no, I feel like, We've really touched on the beginners, minus, you know, the few that you're going to touch on once you get to um, your stuff. Like, I don't feel like Hunter Hunter is a beginner anime. Like, it is good. Don't get me wrong. So is Yu Yu Hakusho, but I don't know if those are, like, beginner animes. I feel like Yu Yu Hakusho would probably be a beginner anime over Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Only because I haven't seen Hunter Hunter. True. It true. feels like someone who's in the know would, like, really have one seen hunter hunter and two look for it yeah yeah and i feel like fairy tale is also a really good beginner anime because it's just it's long don't get me wrong so it might not be the best beginner anime but it totals around 300 episodes but it's it definitely is a long journey anime if you're willing if you want something you can sit and watch for a hot minute then i would say that but then again you know i feel like now i used to say seven deadly sins was a good beginner anime like the OG. <laughs> and I feel like it still is. It's just I don't want to do that to people. I don't want to put them down that road. I mean, yeah, with with us having talked about stuff like um Sword Art Online and the like, I feel like that falls in like Seven Deadly Sins falls in the same vein as those shows that just go downhill, except Seven Deadly Sins went and fell off a cliff. Yeah. Instead of just downhill. Yeah. Which is tragic. Um, but Magical Girls, rounding this out, you want to go watch Magical Girls? Um, Sailor Moon, and personally the OG, not Sailor Moon Crystal, which I suppose it gets better as it goes on, um, is a great way to get into Magical Girls. Of course, um, Core Captor Sakura is a great introduction into the Magical Girl franchise. Um, and if you want something a little more spooky, we've got Madoka Magica. It's a pl- more of a play on the Magical Girl franchise or uh, genre, 
So you got to kind of know what to expect to really appreciate the swerves. But it's a little more spooky than not. So if you want some spooky magical girls, there it is. Um, it goes incredibly deeper or shallower if you want. You've got things like uh, Precure and so on and so on and the history of magical girls. But yeah, those are some good introductions. Yeah, 100%. Um, Mimi Power is coming back, so just stick around for that. You want cat magical girls? Apparently we got them. <laughs> yeah, you want um, Fate, the series that you're not going to watch because you're a beginner. Magical girls, <laughs> we've got that. Oh, yeah. When you want to get when you are ready to dive deeply, drink, drink deeply from the spring that exists in anime. Uh, the Fate series is one of those to really sink your teeth and get to go. What the fuck is going on this time? Um, but yeah, there's Magical Girl Fate characters because that's a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a bunch like but I hope that you have seen something or heard something that piques your interest if you're thinking about getting an anime, or if you need to convince your friend or someone else, since you already watch anime or listen to anime, if you need to convince them what to get into, yeah, give them some of our recommendations, you know? Or if you haven't watched any of these things yourself, go back and watch them, you know? See if we're wrong or right, and if we are right or wrong, hit us up regardless and let us know over on our social media. Yeah, man, we got Twitter at content, uh, fuck, content record. That's the other show. At uh, your typical Shonen protagonist on all the podcasters. We talk to Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at your typical Shonen protagonist. Or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U-R-T-S-P. Kai, you got a Twitter too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads with a Z because I'm cool. So all that fun stuff. Or the other show at, finally, Content Breaker. All the podcatchers and spot or and, uh, and Twitter as well. We will catch y'all next week when I can get this outro together on your typical show no protagonist. Bye.